You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello. Welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. My name is Mads. My name is Scout, and we're so happy you're here. Let's see how this motherfucking episode lands. <laughs> I know, guys, we're doing something crazy um i hope you clicked on this very curious to to see what we're about to say um but first let me just like let's do a pulse check how are you scatala um i'm coming off a week of being sick which is why sisters mads did the solo episode last week uh came out of nowhere thought it was a normal cold was not a normal cold and you know what? I just said unsubscribe to being a mother and being sick at the same time. Mm. It That is like, I got sick and I was like, oh my God. Like there's so many revelations that come with motherhood and you're like, wow, being sick and being able to sit in bed all day when you're sick is a luxury. luxury. I literally, literally never thought that I would think that laying in bed Without having to take care of a child all day alone, which I was very grateful to be able to do. My husband took Lily out of the house on Sunday. We had the nanny come over so I could rest. Like a lot of moms don't have that. I was like, this is wild that this is a luxury. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Um, Well, I'm glad that you are feeling better because yikes. And I, I, I feel bad for you, honestly. From yeah. the deepest depths it's of my heart, I feel bad for you, Scoutala. Oh, well, you don't need to feel that bad for me. This is a common thing that happens to people. But, um, oh, really? Oh. It is, even though I act like I'm the only one going through it during during it. Um, but, yeah, no, truth, it's just been lingering. Know? When we're going yeah. through something. Yeah, you know how they – We always think what? that – oh, that should be one of the things. But, anyways, when we're going through something, we always think that we're the only ones going through it. And then we're like, oh, wait – it's a human experience, like, and that the it's hu- like human we're the most dramatic about dramatique. it. Right? Yeah, you're like it's only happening to me. Totally. Um, can I tell Literally, you about my morning? I was like, I am oh. dying this week. That's what I said to myself multiple times. Like, I'm oh. so dramatic when I get sick. Oh, of course, of course. We all deserve to be too. You know, just be a little a, dr- a dramatic flair. Um, okay, you want to hear what I did this morning? I feel like you're gonna like it. Yes. So. Curb Your Enthusiasm comes out, or when this episode comes out, it, uh, it will have already come out, the last season, the premiere. And they transformed two coffee shops here in L.A. into Latte Larry's. 
it's a coffee shop. Oh my god, called, incredible! Yeah, you should go on Camber's. Uh, I mean, it's probably gone now, but um, if you go on Camber app on our stories, I'd posted about it. But um, and they invited me to go in and like take content, and they would you know give me their hot cup of spite and a dry scone. That, those were like the only two things they were selling, which is just so good. And so I went this morning super early. And I was able to cut the line, which which is very nice. And they got me, they hooked me up. And just the attention to detail, it was so fucking funny and great. And they had quotes from Larry David all over the place. There was Purell everywhere. Like they really, to a T, made it like Latte Larry's. Um, they said like no defecation zone, which I think that's because he like didn't want people to poop in the bathrooms. Um, it was just fantastic. So I had a great morning of hitting up Latte Larry's and I asked the, I don't know if it was, I don't know if the people there were from like HBO or they were from like their PR agency, but I was, I was like, is Larry going to come? Cause I mean, he would never come to something like this. I, I honestly don't even think he knows that this is happening. And they were like, yeah, no, he's, I don't think he would enjoy the crowds. And I was like, yeah, definitely not. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you're in LA and you went um, this weekend, it, very silly and fun. And I'm just so delighted to, to watch Curb. Incredible. Adam and I started yesterday season one, episode one, and I think we're gonna go through the whole thing. Wait, have you have you never watched it full through? Yeah, I don't think I've watched every season. Mm. I think yeah. I'm like missing like a season here or there in the middle, but I think we'll probably stop watching and then watch like the 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 last season so that we're involved in the zeitgeist with everyone at the same time and then maybe go back and continue wow, it. In Scout, you're gonna be order. part of the zeitgeist? That's like a first for you. Dude, it's curb your enthusiasm. This is like fucking iconic that it's the last season. I know. This is this is like our Super Bowl, honestly. This is like if we were, you know, this is like our Seinfeld, I feel like. This is uh, this our generation's okay, you know? Let's let's okay. Let's lay it out on the line. I I'm ready to be canceled. What do you like better, Seinfeld or Curb? Listen. Listen. I think Listen. I th- <laughs> I think that Seinfeld, as a cultural piece of work, will go down in the history as being more impactful and more iconic than Curb will. I think that Curb is is more for a specific subset of people. I think like Curb takes Seinfeld's humor and puts it into a Jewish old grumpy man. And so the, the audience is just different. So... I think that Seinfeld on a mass level has bigger appeal, bigger impact and changed, you know, TV, comedy, et cetera. Curb necessar- didn't necessarily do that, but the people who Curb watch did. Curb really is superior. I'm sorry. Uh, cancel me. Well, okay, but I didn't say want. technically. I did not say technically which one is superior. I okay. think that which Curb one do you like? is m- Which one do I like? Which one do you like more? I, I I think Curb has more I, I relate more to Curb's jokes okay why are you not just saying it just be honest are you scared of being canceled? No, because it's What's difficult no no I'm not scared of being canceled I think it's just difficult I think that okay. they're just different okay I but say the Curb same is superior um okay say what you want but Curb is one of my favorite tv shows of all time um, I am Susie. Susie is me. If I ever met, wait, we need Susie on the pod. We need oh my God. Susie on the motherfucking pod and I can do my impression of her and we'll see. We'll see. If do you she remember when, do you remember when my friend Matt met you? Yeah. He was and the, the one first thing out of his mouth. First thing out of his Susie mouth. Susie from Curb. Yeah. And I was like, that's so rude, but also I kind of love that. Like I get it. Okay. Well, we're all excited to be watching Curb. Maybe we'll do some you know, recaps on the pod since this is a sad historical moment that Curb is uh, is ending. I know, I know. Okay, let's get into the meat of this episode. We we thought we would do a fun little thing, a twist on words, if you will, and deliver to you some hard truths, okay? These are things that you just might not want to hear. But we're going to spin them, and they're going to be hard to hear at first, but then you'll come out the other end feeling empowered and taking on this mindset and and showing up. Also, these are kind of like cheat codes to life, right? If you fully understand these and surrender to these and accept these, 
you honestly will get further in life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Like, these are the truths that, like, if you resist, you won't move forward. So you, if, if you embrace, you will reach your goals, your destinations, you'll be successful. And I think that I'm a little nervous because some of them, like, are kind of harsh maybe i don't know and uh are called harsh, can, harsh truth wait hard truths or harsh truths i, don't I know. think it's Whatever. i think it's both um oh. we can decide which one we want to put in the title uh but i think some are a little harsh i think some are a little harsh so we might have a sister uh not liking me i don't know we'll see how it goes but i, I do think that no, these the are sis- things look, that like the sisterhood is mature and you guys are sophisticated women who are self-aware and so these hard truths are going to be things you've heard before and you are going to take them and implement and and accept and surrender because you guys are fucking you're great like you guys got it you know what i mean like they 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 can handle they're fucking strong so let's let's start with the first one okay i'm gonna go first you're not gonna be liked by everyone caveat that's yeah, that, that's okay. a good that's a good uh, follow up to what I just said. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be liked by everyone, but that's a good thing. Okay, so I struggled a lot with this. I think a lot of people do. You probably do. If you're a people pleaser, if you compare yourself a lot on the internet, if you get trolls and it really really affects you, there is something so liberating about fully embodying this like i'm not just like hearing the words and being like oh yeah but i want everyone to like me no like fully meditating on this having it seep into your body not everyone is going to like you but that is but there's something so so amazing about that because then you can focus on the people that are there for you that are champions of you and that's the people that you show up for and this doesn't need to be you know, content wise, I mean, it, it could be related to content wise. You know, I know we I said in the past, Lauren Bostick always says, like, you don't you don't post for your haters. You post for your community, the people that actually like follow and love you. But this could happen in any realm of your life. Like there is just no tolerance. I have had no tolerance for people that aren't in my circle. OK, bye. <laughs> like jokes on you like you're missing out because we're we're fucking fantastic over here but you don't let that stir you honestly you lean into it and you fucking be like yep get the weed them out weed them out get them out and i was um i was i i saw a tiktok and i wish i had i wish i could find it but it was a a while ago and this girl was saying that she she and she was a content creator and she resisted posting for like so long because, you know, her high school friends followed her on Instagram and she felt embarrassed, all these things. And then she just like fully leaned in and, you know, was posting and was authentic and she lost followers. And she was like, and at first I was like, sh- you know, that on, on a surface level, you might think that's bad, but that was good because you don't want those people in your, you don't want those people to follow you because then they won't, you know, uh, champion you they won't buy your products that you recommend to them or they won't be like a loyal follower of yours so I really loved that take where she was like I'm glad they're gone like I weeded them out and then it made room and space for the people that actually cared about me to trickle in so I think that's like a mindset shift that I implore everyone to take on yeah that's still sometimes hard for me um not like I like, I feel like in my life, I do this a lot where I'm like, oh, sh-. I think, you know, like as someone who puts a lot of their thoughts on the Internet with this podcast, of course, Mads and I have gotten, you know, feedback on stuff people don't like about us, et cetera. But it is something that I am learning. I think you do it more, much more eloquently and gracefully than I do. But it is something that I'm learning because I think that there is a part of me that I know some people disagree with at times and that's hard for me to reconcile as a people pleaser who just wants literally everyone to like me and think I'm the absolute best. So this is a hard truth that I continuously need to hear over and over and over. So thank you for that one, Mads. You're welcome. Um, This one uh, will just like, boom, come out and say it. The world doesn't owe you anything. This is <laughs> Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> this one's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. You know, just because you took step A, step B, and step C does not mean the world owes you step D. 
Just because you put in the work does not mean it's going to go your way. Just because you did all the things doesn't mean that you're going to get a certain level back in return all the time. And this was really hard for me to understand because I think when things don't go our way, we immediately enter into victim mode and we're like, well, that's not fair. I did the thing. I, I did my research. I invested. I, you know, made an educated decision. I did this. I did that. And it didn't work out for me. And or like I didn't reach a pinnacle of success that it, or whatever it is in your case, it could be something so micro. Whenever you feel like you're being the victim, it's because in, in not all cases, but sometimes when you feel as if you are the victim, it's because you believe the world owes you something in return and life is not an equation like that. And so the minute, like even when I say things like our economy sucks and we deserve better, like the world doesn't owe me a good economy, right? Like the world doesn't owe me anything. Like the world doesn't owe me a straight shooting equation. The world doesn't like owe to champion me. It's my job to walk through this world and do the best I can and react to every situation in front of me from a place of integrity and a place of groundedness and like to move through the hard stuff and listen to my soul. But the world doesn't owe me anything. We always say this and we've been and I feel like we've been talking about this where the only thing you can control is your reaction to things. And so it's not about trying to control what the world world is going to give you or how certain challenges are going to present to you those are inevitable you cannot decide what happens to you but you can decide your reaction and how you respond and that's literally that's like the meaning of life like that is that is it that's it Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans 
jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Yeah, and underneath that, it's... um, you just have to take complete and utter responsibility for every small facet of your life. And mm-hmm. listen, like we're all human. There's the areas that we don't want to take responsibility for, or we blame other people, or we blame this, or we blame that. But at the end of the day, this, this idea that the world doesn't owe you anything, it makes you stand up and you say, okay, I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for the thoughts I think. I'm responsible for the food I put in my body. I'm responsible for the way I treat myself. I'm responsible for how I react to certain situations. I'm responsible for the decisions that I make. I'm responsible for the way I energetically show up to my friends and family. I'm responsible for the way I think about myself. Like once you just take full responsibility, sorry, it's like that's when you, when you feel really empowered in life. Totally. Okay. So, you know, Scottola and I are in very long-term relationships, you know, on her end, she's married with, with child. Um, and I've been with Ben June for eight years So we don't really, like, talk a lot about dating advice on the pod, but I I have something to say, a hard truth, and maybe the sisters that are listening to this are like, what, like, shut the fuck up, like, you don't get to (laughs) give this type of advice, but I just, I hear it a lot, and I think it's very empowering for women who are dating or struggling to, to like, struggling with dating and all these things, because I know it's fucking hard, I mean, I don't know, but I hear that it is truly a nightmare out there and I just feel for the women but I think this shit mindset shift at least I mean I I also apply it to like realms of either rejection or people again not liking me things like that so one if he's not texting you back he's not into you and that's fine again we need to like be like that's great that means yeah he you you don't get to have this you don't want this human in your life you want someone here wait Mads that, can I pull yeah. that can I pull that out and not just be a specific thing about texting if you're wondering if he's into you he's not into you he's not into you but also okay and then there's a subset of that the texting is a subset another subset if he's viewing your story doesn't mean anything doesn't mean anything I see Say it louder for the people in the back over analyzing they're like what we looked at my story right when I put doesn't mean anything you want to see how he's looking at your story tap 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 it doesn't matter if he you know or what the next not even that sometimes Adam will literally leave his Instagram stories open and he doesn't realize it and it's just going through every fucking person totally, totally. listen listen it doesn't mean anything and he's not into you that is a fucking hard truth. I know. I know. I have been there. I get it. And I, I've i also been there what, back in the day when I was, you know, hooking up with people. And it's like you just – any shred that they give you, you're like, oh, my God. And you latch on. I totally get it. You don't want – your. it's a fear of rejection. It's a fear of not being liked by everyone. It, it, it's totally human. But this is an opportunity for you to flip that shit, okay? You could just be like, oh, you're not – you're not okay bye like not part of my life I don't I don't have any again the world doesn't owe me I get to clear space and you don't even get to be in my life like you're missing out bye also another thing I would like to implore the sisters I was going to post a TikTok about this everyone should be hiding if there if you have an ex or someone that's looking at your story hide them okay I know that you might want to be like oh them to see me thriving I'm gonna and you might be posting certain things just so that they can see it hide buy they do not get to see you thrive you are not performing for them you're performing for you okay you show up for you and if you're posting things 
for the validation of someone else, done. Just cut that out. Cut that energy out of your life. You should only be posting for yourself and for your close friends and people that you love. It should not be a sense of like, I want to feel validated by this ex, okay? So I really, I think it's in so, so empowering to hide. I've hid, and I'm not just talking about exes. I've hidden, I've hidden ex-friends. I've hidden ex-partner, like, Bye. I do not want you to see me fucking thriving. I'm performing for me. Okay. Go off. Hot damn. That was excellent. And I would just do one quick follow up that obviously we're talking about heteronormative relationships. Um, so, you know, we're talking about straight men pursuing straight yeah. women. Straight men. Um, <laughs> there are a certain breed out there. Yeah. Just to be clear. But yeah, I would say 100% the hard truth is like when a guy's really into you, you'll know. You'll Done. And if you don't know, know, he's not into you. Yeah, totally. Okay. My other uncomfortable. Um, oh, one thing I would like to say, and I think Ting says this a lot. Uh, turn it on its head and ask, ask if you even are into them. Okay. I think a lot of women, we, for some reason, we just, there's like this desperation and I, I don't want to sound, I don't want to come off. I don't know. I, maybe that's not the right word, but really like turn it around and be like wait do I even like this guy (laughs) like you might be settling or you might just be like seeing the bare minimum and just wishing that they liked you back for the sake of them liking you back but on take be honest and be and say hey wait do I even like them do am I even into this because that's really empowering to flip it I think a lot of women wait for him to like you no do you like them and if they're not texting you back okay I don't like them actually like it because I, I want someone that pursues me. Okay. Anyways, keep going. Wow. I mean, you're like really we're plugged da- in. We're I, a dating. We're a like, dating podcast. We're a dating podcast. We're a dating podcast. I only like really have one friend who's like actively dating right now and I'm filtering the red slash green flags in the beginning for her at this po- moment in time. Um, and my like basis is where is he? Where is he? If he's here, we're into it. If he's not here, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the question. Where that's is the question. he? Where is he? Where is he? I don't. He's not at your fucking doorstep. I don't see him with the dinner reservation tonight. You know what I mean? Where is he? Um. <laughs> Wait, that's so good, guys. Guys, this is the hard truth. Ask yourself, where is he? <laughs> where the fuck is he? <laughs> Great. Yeah, Guys, this is hilarious. a love and relationships podcast now, just so you know. Yeah, it's so funny because we've been in relationships for so long that you think we'd have some relationship advice, but we like just oh, don't no, go absolutely. there on this No, we're the, we're the opposite. We're the opposite. We have absolutely, you know, someone, um, Ben's little brother, he thinks because I'm a woman, I know like what w- women on dating apps like want to hear. So he's like, oh, how do I talk to this girl? I'm like, you are asking the wrong person. I, I tell him to be like, hey, w- what are you up to tonight? And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, all these girls are going to run away from me thinking I'm a creep. And I was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to talk to people. So no, we're yeah, the complete we opposite. Like, relation- we do have like a lot of relationship advice, but we don't go there on this podcast. That's for, we don't, yeah, that's for our relationships. Totally. Um, okay. Moving forward. So this is one, I guess it like all comes together and you've heard this a million times, but like, please, please do not underestimate this in all facets of your life. If it were easy, everyone would do it and everyone would be successful doing it. Like every time I think to myself, like, oh, I'm just going to like do this thing. People seem to be making money off of it. It's working. Like how hard could it be? No, incorrect. Everything is harder. Like Think about everything being harder times 10. Like whatever you think it's going to be, times that by 10, everything is 10 times harder than it looks and seems to be. From influencers on the internet, you're like, how could that be hard? It's 10 times harder than you think it is. To like people exiting their businesses, 100 times harder than you think it is. To like all of the highlight reel shit or all the stuff people says, and they always say it was hard, but nobody listens to that part. And so I really want you to listen to to that part. Like no matter what you do in life, if you have a goal, it's just going to be 10 times harder than you think it is. Yeah. And I think even like setting that expectation helps for you to like, don't get afraid of that expectation. But once you accept that and know, 
then it then it kind of you just grin and bear it like you just kind of hunker down and you go you know what I mean where you where, when you have that acceptance I I kind of um I I had this mindset in high school and I'm trying to like tap back into it I remember in high school uh you know you go to class all day you end cl- you end school at like two or three and then you have like five hours of homework, right? And I remember, you know, the first couple of months I was like stressing and I'd be like, that's my whole day. I have so much homework. Da-da. And I was like, every day is going to be like this. So why would I stress about it? Like just accept that this is the reality. And then it was so much easier to get through it. And it was just like, oh, yeah, okay, another assignment piled on. And it was I like took out that like stress about it and just did it. And I, I've been falling back into the like stress of all the tasks of how hard it is of all and being like, is this ever going to end? This is my whole, this is my life. All that doomsday is just, is not productive. Like you're literally just, uh, you're freezing up if you, if that's your whole uh, mindset. So I've tried to adopt that where I'm like, okay, like tack it on the task list. Like, but that, that's what it is. It's just a task. And then I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? There's this like, ease and energy of just release and acceptance that this that things are going to be hard but we're just gonna do it I think it's also like a guiding compass in the sense of when you look at things and you're like oh yeah it sounds like a good idea and then 10x how hard it's gonna take and if you still want to do it that's probably a good indication that you should go into that path like there's some things that just like aren't worth the hard work at times you know oh 100 uh (laughs) 100% like there are many things that I would love to do and I'm like nope not gonna do that because I don't want to put in the work yeah exactly and I know myself you know that what's the quote like I think it's I think it's Jerry Seinfeld you have to know what to struggle for like do what like everything is shit so like just do what do the shit that's like the least shitty (laughs) (laughs) that was a good quote Yeah, but don't get I don't get uh, don't get fooled by the facade of things like entrepreneurship or being an influencer or having this or this or that. It's ten times harder than people lead on. Totally. Um. All right. It's okay if the if a trend doesn't look good on you. So this is a hard Wait, truth. What? Like, not every trend is gonna look good on every body. Fashion. Oh God, this is like, this is the bane of my fucking this existence. This is, yeah. So I, the other day, okay, so the girlies, the girlies on the, you know, Pinterest and on the TikTok, they're wearing wide leg silk pants and sambas, a cute t-shirt with a sweater. All right. All things I own, all things I own. And I was like, I'm going to get some tennis shoes. I got Pumas instead of Sambas because I didn't want to be basic. And I put together this outfit. I have silk pants from Jerf Avenue. We got the Jenny Kane sweater. We got the we got this the the Pumas. Okay. It should look good. Okay. This is like laid out perfectly. If you put a collage on Instagram, it would be everyone would be buying this outfit. I put it on. And I look like a fucking fool. Okay. Ben was like, what are you wearing? <laughs> he was like, you look like it's like your pants are like, you look like a painter. Like you're just like big. And so I just came to terms that you just have to be okay that like your body might not look good in certain trends. And it's devastating at first because you really want to you know, be part of it and you see it online and it looks so good at other people, but it just looks so bad on you. And I've just come to terms that I have a uniform that looks great on me and I don't need to steer away. I don't need to try out new trends. Okay. Like just find what works for you and just unapologetically release everything else. Like if Sambas don't look good on you, do not wear them. Like do not try to make it happen. Find a uniform and that's it. Also, I think that's so much more uh, beautiful. Like you have this personal style. Like for me, everyone knows me as the set girly. I wear sets all the time. Okay. It's because they look good on my body. I feel comfortable. I feel like my most authentic self in them. That's it. A lot of people would not wear like full sets out to like a business meeting. Sorry. That's what I'm doing because that's how I feel good. And so it's just find your uniform and just that's it. Like don't fall victim to these trends and don't feel bad about your body or yourself if they don't look good on you. 
This is so true. Legitimately, yes. And this has been my war with clothes <laughs> my whole life because this has been my war because my I, I struggle between what's supposed to look good on my body and what I believe my style is. And most of the time, <laughs> my style doesn't look good on my body. And so it's very conflicting and frustrating for me. Um, and like just last night I was watching a reel of, you know, someone online, a girl influencer and she's cleaning her fucking house. I'm watching her clean her house. And I'm like, first of all, you definitely don't clean your house. You definitely have someone who cleans the house, but we'll, we'll go with this for the reel. And, um, I'm like, she's wearing like these baggy blue jeans and this oversized sweater. And she looks like so cute and cozy, but also petite and all this stuff. And I'm like, if I wore baggy pants and a baggy sweater, I'd look, I'd look like a fucking, and sh- like, I'd, I'd look like a fucking schlump. Like I'd look yeah. like a, a little snow, um, snowman. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I just don't understand how these girls are walking around in baggy Dude, jeans and baggy sweaters and looking so goddamn and looking, good. When, yeah. And looking tiny. How are you wearing oversized stuff? How and are looking you looking tiny? tiny? I someone look tell me. Like a, someone tell I me. Look, <laughs> I look huge. It I adds wear. 20 pounds to me. 20 <laughs> totally, pounds. It's ridiculous. Totally. I know. I know. But yeah, once that's my goal this year is to find a really good tailor and actually get my clothes tailored specifically to my body, like pants, mm. trousers, mm-hmm. shirts, jackets, because I need to start really wearing clothes that actually just really fit right. Yeah, I hear you. OK, what's your next one? My next one is that it's not supposed to feel good all the time. So Mm, it is supposed to feel really overwhelming and not good and uh, difficult and challenging. And like you want to run away a lot. Like it's supposed to feel that way. Um, Emma Greed had a really great on Jay Shetty's podcast. She has like a, a system that she thinks about her life. Um, and it's in thirds. And if it gets out of whack, this kind of equation, she knows something needs to be rearranged. So she says a third of the time, I'm not okay. Like I'm not okay. She said a third of the time I'm okay. Like it's just like mundane, like, you know, vanilla. And then a third of the time I'm really fucking good. And she said, if I'm feeling like too good, then the balance is off. Or if she's feeling like just mundane, like, you know, 60%, something's off. Or if she's feeling terrible, you know, more than 30%, she's like, something's wrong. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's a really nice um, way to conceptualize it and to just be like, oh, okay, well, today I'm in like the third part where it's shitty or I'm in that third part where it's just kind of like vanilla. I'm in that third part where it's amazing. And it was so cool to hear her say that because I'm like, if I was the fucking CEO of Good American and like the co-partner whatever of Skims and running around doing what Emma Greed does, like I feel like I'd be fucking stoked all the time. And it's like, nope, half a third no. of her life she's just like whatever. A third of the life she's really not okay, and then a third of the life she's doing fucking great. Yeah. Find the magic in the mundane. It's I mean, we say this all the time. You I mean, even Jay Shetty has said this where he's like, people think that since I'm doing what I love and and doing my passion, I'm not do like all the tasks are not a hundred percent in my passion. Like, of course I have meetings or I have admin things. Like these are things that like don't, I'm not so passionate about, but I do them and they're mundane because it's part of a larger picture. I really love that. And I think once you truly accept that and feel it, you just, again, life just, becomes you just become so much more infatuated with the mundane and you just become obsessed with the process you become obsessed with the work and there's something beautiful even in just in that and just like releasing this like need for everything to be amazing perfect beautiful positive all the time and it's just there's too much pressure that way yeah and I think it just illuminates that even though things seem really glamorous and exciting most of us are just sitting at a computer all day like like the actual the actual work is like like not that exciting (laughs) yeah I do whenever I do like day in the lives I um some days I'm like I I can't film a day in the life I'm literally sitting at my computer for 20 for eight hours like I don't understand like what what are what am I gonna show and so it's just like people yeah so 
just know that a lot of life is mundane and that's okay. I think this is the moral of the episode. <laughs> like hard truth and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, not even just a lot of life is mundane. A lot of life is shitty. A lot of life. Is, oh, amen. A lot of life it is, is true. Like, oh, like a third of life is shitty. A third of life is mundane. And a third of life is really fucking great. Totally. Okay. My last one is Nepo babies exist. And say it oh with God. me now. What is everyone so fucking upset about the Nepo baby? I mean, I really want everyone to think for two fucking seconds about this. Okay. If you were very successful <laughs> In an industry where you fucking made it, you worked your goddamn ass off, you you put in the hard work, you got lucky, you did all, you know, the whole equation came to you, right? And then you had a child, and the child expressed interest in your work. You're yeah, going to fucking are you to give say? your kid a job. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be like, sorry, wait, no, no, bitch. No. Here's, like, wait, no, no, no. This is what I realized yesterday. This is a fucking hot take. Nepo Baby is the new family business. It used to be called sure. a family business. Yeah. Look, I think Nepo Babies are great. I'm like, bitch, you were dealt the right cards. Take them. Go and Truly. fucking run with it. Look, we're going to we're going to sniff you out if you if if you're not actually talented, okay? You could only get so far, all right? If you're we're going to know if it's like really you're not talented. But if you're talented and you're a Nepo baby, bitch, you have won the motherfucking lottery. Go at, go off, queen. Like I Truly. am so for the Nepo babies. I'm like I don't, honestly, life is all relationships and who you know. And if you were born to know the CEO of Disney, great, fabulous, go for it. Like what, what is life other than your network and your relationships? Yes, maybe some networking things are, you know, relationships you pursued and you fostered and you went after, but other relationships are just placed in front of you and that could be your parents okay this is just what you were dealt with I am so for it I just it's just a whole it's another level of networking and relationships like I think about this with job applications this is actually another one of my line items is like applying for jobs online if you do not know someone inside you're not getting the job. I'm sorry. That's just like the hard truth. You're not, no one fucking looks at the job applications on LinkedIn. You need to know someone on the inside. It sucks, but that is, that is the reality. It's the same when you are raising money and venture capital. You need to know someone that it's all about connections and, um, and the intros that you have. You cannot just cold email an investor. That is not how it works. And it sucks. Of course, like if you don't have a network, Yep, you're you're kind of shit out of luck and you're starting from zero, but you can figure a way to weasel your way and and find those net, those connections. Everything that we've done with Camber, people on the inside. People on the inside that have seen Camber that are fans of Camber and that's the connection and the relationship that we've fostered and we've networked the shit out of it. Yes, sometimes we do cold outreach and whatever, we have to explain what we do that's like maybe that's the most rare case everything is because of a network and a relationship and it's everything that's why I go out to coffees basically most of my mornings I'm meeting someone for coffee and at first I was like this is oh I'm wasting time and oh I'm just going for coffee like I'm not working No, no no that is like the most work I could ever do and that's the thing that only I can do for the business we you know we talk a lot about Things that like when you're a business owner, what are just things that only you could do? And for me, it's the networking, it's the relationships and it's the content, right? So anytime I go out to coffee, anytime I'm meeting with a PR person for dinner, that is like so much more impactful than me like doing emails. So I think Nebo Babies are great. Like, yeah, this goes back to like the world doesn't owe you anything. So you can sit here and like bitch that the Napa yeah, baby has a bitch. head start than you yeah. but like what does that do for you that doesn't do anything you're still at you. you you're still feel... at zero you're still at zero you're you bitching yeah, about it like, you're still at zero yeah and like you know people will always be there will always be people ahead of you and there will always be people behind you and that's just a fact of life and just because people are ahead of you doesn't mean anything about the people behind you's like inevitable success yes they have to do different things than the people you know that are the nepo baby to get where they are but and my always says there's always like 
the Nepo baby didn't wasn't just completely like born out of nothing. There was someone in her family line that started at zero and did what they had to do to get right. to that point. Right. And so there's always that person. And sure, there's a million fucking things that we could talk about, like privilege and societal situations that make it harder for some people to get places. And all of those things are so fucking real and true and exist. And we should work to make it more equitable. And getting mad at the Nepo baby does not get you from zero to step one. It just doesn't. Totally. But celebrating the the Nepo baby and be like, you fucking go and you do that shit and you ride that girl. You go, girl. Helps you be positive, wishing yes. other people the best, knowing there's enough wishing to go other around, people and the it best. puts and it puts you in a good state to be like, okay, here we go. I'm at zero. Let's get to step one. That's totally. It. I think the moral of this is stay in your own lane. Like, just yep. be on your own path. Recognize you have been dealt a certain deck of cards, and you're gonna play with them. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Stay in your lane, and. If you get triggered or mad about Nepo babies, that's something to look inward. Like, that's something to just reflect on. It's the same way that if you got, you know, triggered or jealous of people when you're scrolling on Instagram, right? All of those types of reactions or, or you know, emotional responses, instead of gearing it towards that person, know that everything that you're feeling is because of something within you so you like instead of being like oh I fucking hate that girl like she's an influencer and like she just gets everything and I, I'm so jealous of her and da 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 like it's it, it's because she had this whoa, whoa. Yeah. okay let's let's take it let's like bring that inward why do I feel that way where is that coming from how can I turn this in this jealousy into like a form of expansion and a form of, oh, hey, this is something I want. Let me see how I can get it, okay, with my deck of cards that I have and my unique life circumstance, right? So it's just being bitter that way, it doesn't get you anywhere. So you might as well just accept that life is this way and you're going to just stay in your own lane. And also, by the way, I just want to say before anyone thinks that I am being holier than thou or Maddie's being holier than thou, I often have these conversations with Maddie. Like, it, it's like, I'm like, how oh, did totally. that person have that? Like, how did oh, that person get that? Oh, it's because it's because she has this. Like, she was given this, blah, blah, blah. And totally. every single time Mads and I are conscious, we're like, whoa, check yourself. Check yourself. Bring it back. Yeah. Like, why are support. you saying this? Yeah. Why are we saying sending this? Sending her love. And sending her love. That's it. Sending her love, which is my last truth, is that the trigger says more about you than it does about the other person. Yeah. And the world yes, is not supposed to make you feel safe and comfortable and happy all the time. And so when you get triggered, it's not that that person needs to stop their behavior or stop doing what they're doing, um, unless it's like criminal, obviously. Um it's up to you, you know, well, you know, like unless they know, are, you know, breaking the law, <laughs> unless they're breaking the law. Um, it's up to you to examine that trigger and ask you why it it it, it fuels you and fires you up so much because there's an inner wound that needs to be taken care of in that moment. And totally. that's a really a very, very hard difficult. It's so hard. It's very hard. Like what we're saying is I not know, fucking just, easy. And I have to yeah. work on it all the time. I was going to say, yeah, everything you've listened to so far in this episode, just know that we don't like have this formula completely covered. Like, of course, this <laughs> we're human. Like these hard truths are also things that we need to tell ourselves and that we re- need to remind ourselves constantly of. So, d- yeah, don't think that we but don't we always struggle come with back any of these. To it. Exactly. We always come back to it. Dr. Becky says, which I think is so great. Um, Dr. Becky, she's a parenting um, therapist. She says it's all is about this like Miss Rachel. No, she's like a therapist. That's okay. Yeah. Um, She's like for parents, you know, a resource. Okay, sure. Uh, She says it's all about the repair. So it's not necessarily that Mm. you you went, you judged. It's not necessarily that you felt like the victim. It's not necessarily, you know, that you went against, you know, any of these hard truths here, let's just say, because I do it all the time. It's that you can recognize like, oh, I'm feeling the victim and I'm feeling like the world owes me something. Okay, let's repair that and let's recheck that. And how can I get back to a place where I know is true? Because at the end of the day, I want to go to where I want to go to. And that's it. Love okay. It. Wow. This was a great episode. I think this you're, is going to change. You're speaking like me, girl. You're speaking like me these days. I know. I really am turning into the scout, the rabbi scout. I think it's because some of these perspectives come once you've like put in. Once you've dealt work. with it. Once you've, yeah. Totally. Once you've like 
built the business or done the thing or went through the challenge. Like this is just stuff that comes with being on the other end. That's difficult to hear when you're just starting out. Absolutely. Yeah. And all also it's so much easier to accept these hard truths once you've uh, confronted them and also, yeah, as you just said, gone on the other side of them, then you're like, oh yeah, it's the trust muscle, right? I'm like, oh yeah, that thing is so true. And I'm just, you know, I'm accepting it and I'm surrendering. Yeah, totally. I love this episode. I loved it. I love you sisters so, so, so much. You guys fucking got this. I know this was this was hard. This was hard to listen to, but I think it was fun. And I think we empowered you. Um, let us know if you did, if we did, or if you could also tell us to shut the fuck up. Um, let us know if you want to review and rate us. That would be great. Five stars would be very, um, would be very appreciative. And we love you so dearly and huge, huge things coming for the pod in the next couple of weeks. I know we've been doing a lot of solos. There hasn't been video, but we have some things up our sleeve so uh, okay sis is gonna be like i think it's gonna be v4 v3 or v4 of of it's i think it's v4 you're gonna be hearing a lot of solos from us as we gear up for this next iteration of okay sis that we're working really hard on behind the scenes but okay sis grown up is coming to you within the next like four to i don't know six weeks you you will uh a whole new situation's coming sister so stay tuned all right we love you love you bye Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together 